0: Hi everyone, and welcome to episode 12 of Lost and Founder. Uh, It's great to be back, and this week's topic, slightly different, I wanted to talk about one of my all-time idols and huge inspiration to me throughout my life, Steve Jobs. I'm sure anyone listening knows the name already, but Steve is obviously the founder and CEO of Apple and recently marked 10 years since uh, he passed away which is quite quite remarkable so yeah i wanted to sort of talk about how steve jobs has influenced me over over the years aside from just wearing a polo neck on occasions uh, he has influenced me in many other ways and i uh, thought I'd dive into that on today's episode so let's uh, let's dive in to talk about a story of how I got into Apple and how I ended up using a Mac. But I also wanted to talk about three ways Steve Jobs influenced me and has inspired me. But yeah, I I thought a story about how I ended up becoming interested in Apple would maybe be a good starting place. And I guess for anyone who knows me even vaguely well will know that I I for a long time have been quite I don't know I guess some might say obsessive with Apple I am often one to watch keynotes and want to have a have a huge desire to buy the latest Apple product and and I, I guess you know at some point that started and and at some point that that was triggered for me and and I I started getting interested in this this company this corporate entity that makes consumer electronics and that's kind of kind of a bit. You know, from a totally distant standpoint, that's kind of an odd thing, isn't it? But I guess it maybe speaks volumes of the, the man who started it all. But yeah, I guess I, I thought I'd maybe talk about that because maybe it shows um it, it sort of underlines why I I eventually became quite inspired by this the ceo the founder steve jobs so i guess when i was a kid growing up i my parents both were in quite creative industries my dad was always in advertising and my mom was in as she was working at various design agencies and i remember as a kid always loving drawing and loving sketching and loving art and i remember at school even primary school art was one of my favorite lessons and so weekends or in you know whenever i had spare time sometimes you know instead of running around outside or going crazy in the street, I would I would draw things, I would sketch things, I would draw cars, I would draw buildings, I'd draw gadgets and inventions. And I I always remember Mum taking my sister and I to her office and this was a a design agency that a friend of hers ran. And they were all doing design work, but they were doing it on well, at least at the start, mostly they were doing it with pens and paper. But Increasingly, as I was growing up, I saw them doing, doing more and more on computers. And they had these, these computers that had like transparent plastic and that looked space age. And I started seeing this Apple logo on, on like the keyboard and on, on this mouse that had just one button. And I, I saw these people doing creative work and designing things and making things. On, on computers in front of screens and it sort of started to indicate to me that computers were a a vehicle for for creating and for channeling creative energy and for making things happen in the in the wider world. And and I think that was something that sat in the back of my mind for a long time, like whether I knew it or not as a kid. And and then I was very fortunate as as I was growing up, I, I think as I was in my in my teens, my late later teens, my at uh, my dad's company, the, the ad agency, they they had a, a designer working with them, and for whatever reason, they were getting rid of a of a Mac, and it was a Power Mac for anyone who knows what that is, and it was this big perspex thing, very powerful at the time, computer, very professional computer, and I was fortunate enough to basically have the opportunity to take this home when it was no longer needed. And that was the start of my journey into (laughs) becoming a a Mac user. And, And I was incredibly excited about this because suddenly, I think it was the first time I actually truly had a computer of my own. And it was a different computer to what all my friends and what other people had. Other people, and at school, all the computers were these were these computers where the programs were for spreadsheets and doing presentations and, and for writing documents and they felt like machines for work they felt like machines for getting tasks done efficiently, they felt honestly like machines that were like drudgery to be honest in beige boxes and, and at my school, computing and IT felt like a very secondary at best subject if a subject at all and and the computing was this thing that you had to do you had to do in the workplace because that's how that's how you submit a report and that's how you process data but this apple computer that i had been fortunate enough to get my hands on showed me that actually you know this these can com- computers can be used for creating things, for drawing things, for producing artwork, for doing stuff with videos, for doing stuff with photography and it's more of a an instrument for creation rather than a tool for, for getting work and reports done and that was incredibly exciting to me <laughs> and and so as a kid I I started, or you know, kid teenager, whatever you want to call it, I started tinkering with this computer and learning about it more and and it it just so happened to coincide with this renaissance of the of, of Apple and the Mac as this actually quite compelling and modern computing platform. And Apple itself was going through a real cha- change as 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 I was getting to know this computer. The introduction they went from a switch from basically Mac OS nine to Mac OS ten, which is essentially what Macs all Macs run on today. But Mac OS nine was this very grayscale, very quite dull looking interface. And and that was what the Mac had the Mac I had was running when I got it. And I started learning how to install software and take risks of like updating the software. And I could even update some of the components. And 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 what I started to do was learn about the creative programs I could get like Adobe. And at the time, Macromedia made programs like Dreamweaver to make websites and they made programs like what well, they they made Flash and you could make interactive games with Flash. And there was also tools like Illustrator and Photoshop. And and so over time, this is how I got into Apple. This is how I got into the Mac and then and and then and, and I guess the rest is history. I ended up wanting to get an iPod, which was obviously the coolest music player you could possibly have. And, and, you know, and suddenly, like, you know, I think I was one of the first kids. I was very fortunate, one of the first kids to have an iPod in my school because I was just so geeked out on on Apple and this company and and, and how cool their stuff was. And this cool company from California made it. And they had a cool English British designer as well called Johnny Ive, and 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 so yeah, gradually I just just became more and more interested in I I would say obsessed with this company called called Apple and at the helm throughout all of that to introduce every product, every announcement, every. Probably every written word in those press releases that I would read about new products and every keynote i could I could watch was was steve jobs and and so that got me very interested in how this person led and ran the ran what became what has become one of the i think maybe the world's most valuable company so that's my little story into the journey of or my journey into apple and and getting to understand who the hell Steve Jobs was. And next, yeah, let's talk about some of the things I've been inspired by Steve on. So I really wanted to just break this down into three sections or three thoughts. There's so many aspects that Steve Jobs has been, I guess, an influence, whether I know it or not. But I, I think the three things I wanted to talk about was one was his showmanship and the importance of showmanship in, in business. Another was simplicity and a focus, uh, arguably obsession on simplicity. And the third was just on, really on the wider thoughts and philosophy on, on life. And so, yeah, starting with, with showmanship, I, I guess pretty much the reason I was aware of Steve Jobs was through my interest in Apple and, and how they had such a flair for introducing products that were eye-catching, that were attention-grabbing. And I, I guess when you think about showmanship, you think about Steve Jobs getting on stage and um, announcing a new product to the world. And I I think often a lot of people along the way have felt that, you know, Apple's this company with lots of really fancy marketing and you know they the products are no better than anything else, and and it's just marketing and people that buy it, they're buying it into the marketing. But I've I've I you know, I've never really seen it that way. Obviously, I've I've always felt that, at the core, Apple's always built amazing. Or Apple's always built very opinionated, but also truly, as good it as it possibly can. It it's built good products, and, that the marketing comes almost easily when you build really good, really opinionated products that people want. And I guess from from my understanding, Steve Jobs was instrumental in bringing that back to Apple when he returned and he was instrumental in that when he was there in the first place. but when you see how Apple veered off of its course while he was gone, it's it's pretty clear that so much of that came from Steve's opinions and his way of doing things. And I feel that the showmanship almost comes from a sense of, of excitement about the products that he was unveiling. But also, I think the showmanship also was actually an element of honesty from Steve Jobs. Like, I, I don't think you can be a truly great showman if you don't believe in what you're unveiling and you don't believe you're unveiling the best product you possibly can build at the time. And I, I think that showmanship really resonated with me uh, and it made me think about how you, how you make things and how you think about marketing something in combination with how you make things. You don't just build this product and slap some marketing on at the end or you don't make a feature and then slap some design on after to make it look nicer. You think about all of these things in this extremely hard to define and order group together and and you think about it all intertwined and that's how you build exceptionally great or insanely great products and do insanely great marketing when all those things are are thought of together. And I think that also comes from that showmanship and that ability to present things that grab attention and tell a story. That comes from having great taste too. And I I think that so much of that stuff's traceable straight back to Steve Jobs. And I guess, you know, I've always been inspired by how well, Steve Jobs could present things on stage in the keynotes and how well they could tee things up to tell a good story and just the admiration for how that focus it's, it's almost such a an unbelievably difficult thing to do at a company of the size of Apple and and I, I just I just think that's been hugely inspiring and and Something I've always strived to try and in some way shape or form, set my sights on and try to in some way I don't know about match, but I, I think try to to work towards how to how to have showmanship that even comes anywhere close to uh, the levels that Steve Jobs and Apple at the time had. Second key area where Steve Jobs has really inspired me and influenced me has been an, an almost un, uncompromising desire for simplicity in pretty much everything. I mean, maybe someone who looks at Apple's ways of paying tax around the world would question simplicity on some levels, but and I, I am sure there's many, many parts of the, the Apple business today that are far, far, far from simple. But I guess from a product perspective, a marketing perspective, a pricing perspective, Apple has always, for a company of its size, valued simplicity to such a huge degree. And I think it's so easy to take that for granted when you are an individual or even a small business that, of course, it should be that way. Of course, you know, a product should be designed like that. Or, of course, the pricing should work like that. Or, of course, that's the marketing message you would take with that product. But I think that often that simplicity uh, is totally in contrast to the challenges and complexity and difficulty of achieving that level of simplicity if you think of even just any conversations you might have with your own team or or maybe even you've had with friends about any topic that could be difficult like maybe maybe you've had conversations about even the phone you have and how how it's designed and things you like and dislike about it i can only begin to imagine how difficult it is in a company with thousands tens of thousands of employees how difficult it is to try to ultimately do things that appear so simple that have such a crisp and clear message that are so well considered that so uh, simple at the end of the day it is incredibly difficult and I think so much of that focus on simplicity stems right back from Steve Jobs setting the example and the importance of that as a core tenet of of how Apple has run. And and I, I, I think when you think about it, it's like throughout the history of, of Apple products they have done things that have been incredibly crazy, I guess, or that like I can't imagine a company of that size, any other company, doing something like that. That people may call it marketing gimmicks like removing the floppy disk drive or removing the CD and DVD drive or later on removing the headphone jack but those things don't happen by accident and they don't happen by a company that doesn't have clear values and a clear and perhaps one of the clearest values being a a huge respect for simplicity and a uh, using simplicity is almost like a north star for for product design and that you constantly constantly have to battle complexity you have to constantly fight complexity because it is always the natural path of any company product discussion things always go more complex because you always want to satisfy more people you always want to take more feedback and insight and input on you always want to appeal to more people. Things naturally get more complex over time, but simplicity is the antidote to that. And simplicity fight is is the the fight you need to bring. And there's a fantastic book called I think it's called Insanely Simple by uh, by which I'll, I'll link to in the, the show notes. And 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 essentially, it's a whole book about how Apple has used simplicity to succeed, whether that's through product design decisions, marketing decisions, pricing decisions, naming decisions, all sorts. And and I think so much of that is traceable straight back to Steve Jobs and having that that obsession with it himself. Another area I feel that Steve Jobs has had an influence on me is is a pretty big one. And that is more on his philosophy on life. And I think one of the, if you haven't already, there's a fantastic speech that Steve Jobs gave. It wasn't about a product. It wasn't about a new Apple store or a financial update. It was his a speech to Stanford University, Stanford commencement speech. So if you Google that, I'm sure you'll be able to find it if you haven't seen it before. But it's, it's, it's not a long speech, but in it, Steve talks a lot about his life and it's broken into three parts and he talks about different stages of his life and different things he's he's done and different consequences of things that he's done. But I think from that and from, from hearing many other anecdotes and stories about Steve, it's extremely clear that, that he is a very deep thinker and one that thought a lot about the world around him and about the life he wanted to lead and the legacy he wanted to leave behind he wanted to leave a dent in the universe and i uh, think i think it's pretty clear he managed to achieve that to some extent rather successfully but in in the in that commencement speech i think there just a couple of things that really stood out to me and one of them was that he talked about his journey and he went to university briefly and ended up dropping out and he ended up Stumbling into classes on typography, and he then talked about how he learned about typography and kerning and serif sans serif fonts and and why and, and the the benefits of different fonts and different letter forms and and the beauty of typography and you know you question why that would be at all interesting to someone who wanted to start a computer company in the what was it around the eight the was it late seventies early eighties and and. And, and obviously later on, the Mac was the first computer that shipped with with fonts with the ability to actually choose which font you used uh, to write a document. And it's obviously something we all take for granted today that you can you can pick from hundreds or thousands of, of fonts on your computer and anyone can choose whatever typeface and be creative with that. But it's not necessarily an obvious uh, chain of events. And, and in that speech, Steve Jobs talks about how you can't look at these things at the time and know where they're going to take you you can't join the dots looking forward you can only join them looking backwards and i've used that uh, at times to think about life experiences and where sometimes it's worth going off the beaten track and going and taking a path that might take you into unknown territory but Sometimes that can take you into really exciting or interesting places and you can't predict where that's going to take you ahead of time. You can only look back and see how things connected. And it's sometimes a good exercise actually to look at some of the things that you appreciate and value most in your life and try to trace them back to where they started or what events and decisions caused those things to happen. Might be an interesting exercise if you have time, because you know I I do that every now and again. It's it's quite fascinating actually. And then the the other thing in that commencement speech that I just thought was quite quite valuable was he he said that life is short. (laughs) You don't have a lot of time on this planet, no matter. No matter how much time you have no one's lived forever and 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 that life is short and you shouldn't live it you shouldn't live your life in someone else's shoes don't waste your life living someone else's life or or, or trying to trying to live live based on how other people want you to live make sure you live live your life because you only get one and and try to make sure you you do something great with it and uh, and to wake up every morning and ask yourself whether you're going to enjoy what you're you're doing today whether you're excited for the day ahead and and if you if you find yourself looking in the mirror too many times and saying I'm not going to enjoy today then try to find a way of correcting that and and look at what you can do to change that because you don't have you don't have forever you have a short we all have a short life on on this planet which we're blessed with and uh, it's in each of us to do do the best we can and to do the best work we can to live the best life we can and to try to look for ways we can do that and to do the things that truly make us who we are to to live to our full potential and i think steve jobs did that truly in the short in the short time he was on the planet and i i hope that I can do that with my life and 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 do as much as I can to put my own small dent in the in the universe and I hope that you might be inspired to as well and and yeah I guess that's pretty much everything I wanted to say on on Steve Jobs today I'm sure there's more that I'll be kicking myself I I haven't said but I don't want to veer off into a too much of a tangent on what I think of the latest iPhones or Macs or whatever. I just wanted to talk about some of the the higher level, maybe the deeper stuff that Steve has influenced over over the years. And I hope it's been interesting. So thanks very much for listening. And uh, if you enjoyed the show, let me know. If you didn't, well, let me know too. And I'll I'll use that to calibrate what I talk about in future episodes. So thanks again and uh, catch you next time. Cheers.